Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, clear as a crystal, flowing, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and, the, and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name <coughs> on their foreheads. There will be no more night. There will be no there, there will no need. The there will be no more light. There will no there will not need the light of the of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh yes. And, yes, the healing of the nations. The healing of the nations. I think the nations could do with a bit of healing, don't you, uh, uh, right now? So, and by the way, uh, again, thank you to all the people joining us online. It's great to have you with us as well. And if you've got questions or comments, do put them in the, uh, in the chat there, and somebody, Desmond or somebody, will respond as I press this button to unmute myself. Right. Um, how many nations do we have here today? I wonder. Can we just do a quick count? I would like to find out. So could someone write down each nation as we go along? Because uh, So then we'll see. I wonder how many. So let's start with uh, any of the Scandinavia or Nordic countries. Anybody from that part of the world? Uh, no. So what about Western Europe or Eastern Europe? The, the European continent, let's put it that way. We have Wales. Uh, we have <laughs> the Netherlands. Where, okay. Scotland. Scotland. Okay. Germany. Northern Ireland, okay, and uh, we have Ukraine at the back there. Great to have you with us, especially, especially praying for you and your country. Uh, okay, so Europe, um, what about uh, Africa? Okay, Africa, okay, you, Uganda. Nigeria. Nigeria, the whole row and a half there, <laughs> taking over. Uganda as well, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Sierra Leone, Democratic Republic of Congo, the Yoruba Nation. Okay, we might have to do some separating later. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, is that everybody from Africa? Evo's Tanzanian, okay, very, very good, okay. And what about South America? Yes, Colombia. Colombia, okay, and North America? Uh, yeah, okay, our visitors from Los Angeles. Central America. Central America. Belize, Honduras. Be Belize, Honduras? Belize, Belize, okay. Uh, what have I missed? Uh, okay, Asia. That's Asia and, and the Far East. Southeast Asia, Far East. Hong Kong! A bunch from Hong Kong. Okay, anybody else? Caribbean, right. Caribbean, yes. Patricia, okay. And I, I missed some, I'm sure. Who have I missed? Anybody? Australasia. Australasia. Antarctica. <laughs> um, Narnia. Um, the Lost Kingdom of Aragon. I, I don't know, but um, 
Okay, is that a, and, and England, yes? Yes, England, yeah. There is England. We sometimes forget where we are. Okay, did someone count all those up? That's 19. Actually, what about Romania? Did we count? Ah, yeah, okay. 20. Yeah. From where? From Iran? Persia, Iran? Wow. Great to have you here. Oh, Afghanistan. Yes. Yes. it was here. Okay, so, okay, so, and? Ancestry of a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we can see it, George, the beard. <laughs> don't, don't mess with George, all right? He, I mean, be glad he's a Christian. That's all I can say. <laughs> 22? 23? 22, 23? Okay, in the 20s. Isn't that amazing? In this small group here. Uh, you know, what God has brought together. That's absolutely amazing. I, I love that. I love the fact that we've been brought together like this. It enriches you know, all of us. And here's the thing. It's great to be together today and to have the kind of harmony and joy and celebration we have here, but we do live in a very broken world where the nations really do need healing. To mention just two things, uh, racism is still a real challenge. Um, I'm going to say in every country of the world, maybe it's a bit more of a challenge in some than others, but I don't think there's any nation that doesn't struggle with racism. Somebody said that... Uh, Racism is the maximum of hatred for the minimum of reason. Somebody else said a little more humorously, laundry is the only thing that should be sorted by color. <laughs> Friedrich Hertz said, at the heart of racism is the religious assertion that God made a creative mistake when he brought some people into being. It's still a real challenge. Now we think about war. War is very much on our mind with what's in the news, right? Have a guess as to how many nations are currently experiencing co ongoing conflict right now. What would you say in the world today? What would you guess? How many do you think are ongoing, including civil wars? So any kind of armed, ongoing conflict, what would you suggest? Have a little guess. Okay. Well, there are, according to global sources, 27 are in a live conflict circumstance right now. But of course, there are many other countries where there are other levels of conflict, whether internal or exterior. But that's affecting a lot of people. In fact, how many people would you think that directly or indirectly affects those 27 nations? I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's 2 billion people are directly or indirectly affected significantly by those events. And in terms of humanitarian efforts to alleviate poverty and other challenges like it, if you think about governments and organizations like the United Nations and charities, it's around 80% of the world's humanitarian resources being spent to help other people are being spent on those 2 billion people 
from those 27 conflicts. I'm not one to be down on the human race. I think God made us amazingly. And I do think there's progress, of course, in many parts of the world in many different ways. I would prefer to live now than 100 years ago. Can't argue with that. And I do believe that the human, human race has been given tremendous uh, creative and resourcefulness, powers of, of resourcefulness, that mean we can make lives better in many ways. But that doesn't change the fundamental fact that there is something fundamentally flawed about humanity. Something very deep and fundamental that needs healing. And what would God have us do with that? Even the happiest people in the world have challenges. Do you know which the happiest nation in the world is? It's not Sweden, not Denmark, not Norway, not India. No, not Bhutan. Bhutan may have been in the past. I'm not sure right now. So at the moment, it's Finland. A lot of you are in the right ballpark. Finland are apparently, I don't know exactly how they judge these things, but they, they have been the happiest country in the world for five years in a row. That's impressive. 7.821 on the I'm a happy country scale. New Zealand are down there at 10th. Britain, uh, we're down at, I think, 17th at the moment. If your nation's not on there, I'm so sorry you live in a miserable place. Um, but um, let's pray for each other. And maybe you're tempted to just up sticks and move to Finland. They do. They, they also apparently have the best education uh, program in the world. Um, apparently teachers are really well paid and treated like royalty, as they should be. Right, teachers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but even Finland is only 7.821 out of 10. So there's some room for improvement. Oh, and they do have Russia knocking on the door. That could create a little bit of anxiety, perhaps. God has a vision which, way, which is way beyond our vision. It's way beyond the Charter of the United Nations or the mission statement of any charity. He wants the nations to be healed. And that's not the slide I was expecting. Never mind. We'll go back to there. His vision is the healing of all the nations. And of course, healing the nations means healing the citizens of the nations. And God has been on this since the Garden of Eden, when the first fracture appeared between God and humanity, and then humanity with humanity between Cain and Abel. Since those days, God has been keeping this vision alive for the day when it will become a reality. Full healing in this sense is not possible in this life, but it is a vision that can carry us forward. And the way that we live our lives demonstrates whether we really believe that there one day will be a day when God will unite all the nations. 
we have a responsibility. And I'm going to share two things today that I think and I hope may help us uh, with this today. So, let me bring this up here, I think. So, first of all, you may be wondering what some of this is about. Now, I've never done this illustration a demonstration in public before, so. <laughs> and it does involve bleach. So let's hope it goes well. <laughs> and it's a really interesting thing when you, you prepare something in advance and then it's not quite what you expected. Let me just top this up. So, hmm. you got a, a, do you, do you remember the days of fountain pens? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've had this bottle for about 15 years. Don't use it much these days. Okay, so see if this will actually work. Okay, that should do. So you know, in many ways, the way God created humanity, the way that he... Oh. <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> it's all free, folks. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Can we find some seats for our friends who've just come in and just need a few uh, few seats there? Lovely, thank you. Okay. So God creates us good, right? In Genesis it says that when God had finished making all of creation and humanity, thank you very much, God looked at all that he had made. And he said it was good. In fact, he said it was what? Very good. Very good. All right. And whatever God declares very good, I'm pretty happy to accept as very good. He made us good. He made us like himself. He made us as him in many ways. We were given the imagio dei, as it's said. And yet something went wrong, didn't it? Somehow what was pure got polluted. And when something's polluted, it doesn't get unpolluted by magic or by what's already within the system. If you're going to sort something out that's broken, you've got to bring something in from the outside to make it right. And yes, that's a good idea. Why don't you go and enjoy the children's classes? Okay, thank you very much for showing them. All right. The kids think they're having a good time, but they don't know what we're doing. We're having a good time. Yeah. It's not indelible ink, is it? So we have been polluted by what the Bible calls sin. Let's just say living the way that we weren't designed to live, the way that God designed us, and the way that actually... I mean, happiness, I don't want to focus too much on happiness. It depends how you define it. 
but at least to live a life of meaning, of joy, of true peace, of, of real brotherhood and sisterhood, getting along with one another and without conflict, conflict of the dis destructive and separating kind. To live like that appears to be impossible, even for really nice people. We've all got our challenges. And we became polluted. And as a result, we have a real challenge. How do we change? How do we change our polluted nature? What do we do to get right, to be what the Bible would say is healed? We need an outside agent, which in this case, is this bottle, and Jesus comes in. Jesus who is not polluted. Jesus who is unpollutable. The very nature of God, inhabiting human flesh like yours and mine, and carrying the hope of change, the hope of healing. And what did he do with his life? His life was a mixture of teaching to heal people with their misunderstandings about God and physically and practically healing people of their blindness, their deafness, the fact that they were mute or bleeding, or even bringing people back from the dead, the ultimate curse of death. There was nothing Jesus could not heal, spiritually, intellectually, and physically. He can do it. And this is what we need. We need his power in our lives. It worked. <laughs> it does work, doesn't it? You and I who have a relationship with God through Christ, we know the difference that his coming into our lives has made. Now, it doesn't work to pour this Christ solution around the glass. It doesn't work to sit the glass in some of that. It doesn't work to bring it near to the glass. See, Jesus won't change you if you just bring him nearby. If you say a prayer now and again when you've got some bills to pay and you don't know how to pay the bills, not that he's not interested, but that's not what changes us. He doesn't work to say, well, I believe in Jesus in my head, but I don't want him in my heart. We need him internally. How does healing happen? It happens when something external of ourselves comes into our situation to change us and has the power the strength to make all the difference. Have you had that experience? Do you know what that means? Would you like to know? And I'm not going to go into that detail now. That's for conversation afterwards over some rather lovely international food that's waiting in the, uh, in the back room here. But why don't, we, why don't we have those conversations? How can I get this to be part of my life. How do I get that, that ultimate healing?
ultimate healing. That's what we need. We all need it. And may, uh, maybe I might offer a, a little gentle challenge to any of us to say, I don't need it. I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. I say, well, yeah, you know, some of us are really nice people. And some of us are really good people, at least compared to the evil people we know. <laughs> but are any of us really pure? Really? No, we need, we need a healer. If the world's going to be healed, it needs a healer, and it, a healer needs to heal us so that we can help others to find the same healing, pointing the way, showing the way. Some of us are, in some senses, professional healers, right? Who here has a profession in the, one of the healing professions? Uh, who, who, who works in that field? So obviously my wife, Penny, yes. Lissy, yes, yes. Sarah, uh-huh. Okay, nurses, doctors. But what about therapists and counselors? Like Charles and Kate and... How would you characterize yours? Counseling. I would say you could also add educators, in my opinion. Healing from ignorance. But I would also say this, all of us, all of us have the capacity to be a healer. You don't have to be a medic, an educator, a therapist. You've all got the opportunity. As long as we get the right teaching to teach others and live a life transformed by the presence of Christ within us. The right teaching with the right, with the transformation to get the right life, the life right, changes everything and gives each of us the opportunity, privilege of taking our healing to other people. I'm going to pass something out. Could someone help me by passing these around? I've got one for everybody, all right? So one each. All right, here we go. Someone pass these around. A few people actually might need, yeah, let's have uh, two or three people. Would you mind just take, take a few out of there, like a handful? and then uh, pass them around, and everybody can have one. All right? You can take more than one if you want, but one each. Thanks a lot, that should do it. You've all got your ultimate healing pill. <laughs> this will heal you of all ills, and if sickness is known to man, I am the supreme doctor. It will... It will cost you all your life savings. It will cost you your pension fund. It will cost you your car. All your gadgets. Oh, that's hurt. Yeah. I knew that had hurt. Cost you your house. Your future earnings. Cost you your time. Your energy. Your loyalty cost you your heart. What wouldn't you pay for something that would transform your life? Let this empty pill, as we take it home, maybe you want to keep it somewhere on your desk or somewhere. Let it symbolize 
the amazing, wonderful healing power of Jesus that came for free that we didn't deserve. Yeah, I suggest we do give all of ourselves back to Jesus because who wouldn't want to? And seeing as how we've now been given the key to life, real life, eternal life. How amazing. In 1 Peter chapter 2, Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. He didn't need healing himself. When they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore my sin, our sins, in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live, really live, live for something, live for righteousness. By his wounds, you and I have been healed. Now, we were like sheep going astray, but now we've returned. Return to the shepherd, the overseer of our souls. There's a few of these around in the congregation here. It's when you see a globe like this, Elsie has one, Scala has one. We have one there and one there and one there. There's one at the back. Yeah, when you look at this, you want to hold them up for me. Just hold them up so everybody can see. Thank you very much. It's, it's a globe. It's, it's the earth. You see all the countries with different colors. You see the different parts of the world some of you come from. You see some of the parts of the world you've been to. How many billion? Are we at eight yet? Something as simple as this message can bring healing to eight billion people. We all need a healer. And the world needs healers who know how it means, what it means, and how it how we get here. And you and I know this. So let's take it out there. We might not be able to affect eight billion, but we can affect one. And that one can make a difference to one more. And on it goes. And it has always been thus in the history of Christendom. In a moment, we're going to take what we call communion or the Lord's Supper. And we're going to use these Capsules, which contain a little wafer to represent bread, which represents the body of Jesus, and some juice in there to represent wine, which represents the blood of Jesus shed for us. Perhaps in a way, you could, you know, see these two things as the same, the healing. We're going to take this because it reminds us of the wonderful healing we have and the wonderful friend we have in Jesus. 
the one who bore our sins in his body for us. Garth's going to come and pray for us before we take bread and wine. Do you want to come up, please, girl? Take these home. Ponder what it means. If you don't really know what it means, let's have a chat afterwards. But if you do, then let's go and heal whoever we can. Because God loves the nations, wants the nations to be healed. And together with him, we can see a world who come to know God.